Yo, what's good, everybody? It's your boy Chalk coming with you. A new Real Talk Gaming and Sports podcast. No, you don't need to pinch yourself. This is real life. We are back after a nice two-week hiatus because we had some, you know, real-life things going on. But we have a loaded show tonight. But it wouldn't be a show without my two brothers, Shoot and B-Dog. What's up, fellas? Yo, yo, hey, yo, yo. You'll notice a vast improvement in Blake Dog's microphone quality, so... That's a benefit of the break. Well done. Oh shucks, you guys. Oh. That was the real that was the real cause of the break. We were like Blake upgrade. <laughs> no, not not really. Obviously, lots has happened in two weeks. And that's really the main reason why we couldn't do the pod. You know, we had Damn. Caps playoffs. We had the NFL draft. We had Endgame. We had all this other stuff going Game on. Game of Thrones. We have Game to we give you the content on the stream during the week sometimes we just gotta pause watch it Play. so then we can give you the podcast so that True. was the break but we do have a lot so of course we gotta start with sports we like sports and we don't care who knows from shooting hoops to the super bowl we like sports and we don't care who knows one we like sports and we don't care who knows isn't that right boys you know it uh, just a little bit. <laughs> just, just a little bit. I mean, it's only in the name of the pod. It's true. Of course. True. Huge, huge week in sports. Because not only, like, we're about to just digest this amazingly awesome draft that we just had. Yeah, Redskins did bef- awesome. A's across the board, fellas. It's yeah. insane. But before we dive into that, something I forgot to even put on the script was the Masters. Oh, shit. Oh, like, true. Damn. We're going... If we're going chronologically in the list of things of which have happened in the last two weeks is the theme of the show. We got to go back two weeks real quick. Whew. Off the cuff, fellas. Use your brains. Yeah. We tested you tonight. We got to talk about it. Tiger Woods, baby. Tiger, Tiger Woods, y'all. Well, hey. all right. So this is this is really good that you're kind of just throwing this at me. I'm on, uh, you're keeping us on our toes. I appreciate that as the producer of the show. Um, but I got to say, man. That was one of the most exciting things that's happened in the last 10 years for me, man. Really? Like, I mean, talk about I, two weeks for us, man. That's what I'm saying. Freaking Masters, I, NFL draft. I was Bro, driving to go, uh, regional golf tournament. It was, for some reason, they, they, they scheduled this golf tournament literally in the middle of nowhere. It was four and a half hours away. And it, I had to get there on Sunday. So the only way to do that was to have it on on my phone and listen to mm-hmm. it on as I'm driving. And it literally made that whole drive so much better because Dude, I believe we it. saw our man on the on the back nine. Not only did he win it, but he came from behind to do it. Yeah. At his age, with all the doubts that surrounded him, it's absolutely unbelievable. One of the greatest sports moments we will ever see in our lives. Period. All right, but so here's the story. thing, though. Okay, this is why it's so important because we're talking about a full generation worth of kids that have grown up and then not have experienced a Tiger Woods classic, like exactly red shirt, like, yo, nobody's beating this dude. It's over. Yep. Hey, go to the archives. I said it. I said the best thing for the game of golf on our last pod would be for Tiger to win the Masters. I said that because did I think he could do it? Yeah, a little bit, but not really. Not you know, realistic. I didn't really think yeah. it was exactly. Right. So, I mean, he came off a strong year last year, but first major out the gate, like, I didn't really think he was going to do it. 
But just like you're saying, B, like now the kids who grew up liking golf now because of Ricky Fowler, you know, Jordan Spieth, who's done some incredible things. You know, Jordan Spieth has got some stuff, Roy McIlroy, all those guys. They never really experienced what we grew up with, which is, in my opinion, one of the most amazing thing in sports because the drama that goes along with Tiger Woods and Red and Black on Sunday in the hunt is incredible. Considering that golf is 99% mental and what he can do to your head if you know he's in the hunt is exactly what happened at the masters he's the he at the time he was the most dominant force in any sport and at, at all sports yeah i mean like when and, when if you were a few strokes ahead of him on sunday you you were screwed man you knew he mm-hmm. was coming and you know i'll tell you the best part about his win in the masters for me was to see the reaction from the the other golfers after he won back when he was in his prime, they would have never been standing around waiting to congratulate him, dude. Nobody really liked tiger, you know, Mm -hmm. because he always won. Exactly. He was was kind of an asshole. asshole. Yeah. Yeah, Huge asshole. asshole. I just, I just want to mention that we include on this list when we're talking about greats during tiger woods time, Rafael Nadal, Roger Federer, like athletes from all sports, all in their prime. And Tiger Woods is the dude who trumps them all. Yeah, that's yeah, true. I agree. Yeah, I mean, them and, all. And that's the thing is like everybody at that tournament, everybody watching that tournament, it was literally, I mean, to me, and you guys could tell me if you felt this, but it felt like we were transported back, you know, 10 years mm-hmm. when oh, everybody definitely. didn't hate each other. Everything mm-hmm. was nice. Like, and we all just forgot about all that shit and we watched Tiger Woods win again. And it was freaking amazing. It was absolutely yeah. I would, I would definitely say in the last decade there haven't been many moments in television, like regardless of sports, news, whatever, yeah, that have been able to unite the country to watch that and be like, even if you don't care about golf, like you had to think that was cool, like, exactly. So had to start the show with that because it kind of came to me in the last moment. I was like, bro, we have to talk about the Masters if we're going to go in chronological order. Yeah, you're right. Like, Good call, man. Good call. But. As B Dog said, Redskins, we had a hell of a draft. Boy, Dude, I'll tell you. Cleveland didn't draft in the first, so you know who I was watching? The Redskins. And who did the Redskins draft with two of hey! the three first picks? Wayne HIO. That's right. B Dog School. Shout out to B Dog's dad, alma mater of the Ohio State University. And. You know, I keep getting a lot of different things from, you know, people I work with and or just friends online. They're like, you know, well, what do you really think about the Dwayne Haskins, you know, uh, pick? Oh, is he going to be good? Is it this and is that? And like at the end of the day, like regardless of what he may or may not be or whatever, the value of getting him at 15 is the the big part of that pick. Like the fact yeah. that he was able to fall at 15, like we were talking about going up to three to get him. So to do it at 15, that in itself makes it such a great pick. Do I think he can be the future? Yes. And we're going to digest that in a little bit. But ultimately, when you look at the draft and why the Redskins did so well, is that they they stood their ground. They were like, okay, Giants, you blink. See what you're going to do because we're going to not trade with you. We're not going to send the first for Josh Rosen. We're not yeah. going to do this. We're not going to do that. They sat there, and they still got a quarterback at 15. One of, if not the best overall quarterback prospect in the draft, and many people will agree with that. It's very, very different from what we're used to. That's all. I, that's all I could say. I mean, it's just not a Redskins type situation for them to be able to pull that all off. 
Um, but for me, the the thing that the Dwayne Haskins drafting signifies is that now we at least have hope. Like going into this season mm-hmm. before the draft, what did we have? Case Keenum, Colt McCoy. Again, that's not really the greatest spot to be in. And we have a great defense that is poised nope. to do well if they have an offense to support them. But mm-hmm. we don't have that offense. And Case Keenum, you know, whatever, we can see what he does. But it, it, it's not he's not going to come out and win us 15 games next year, 10 games, whatever. Yeah. I'm not saying Dwayne no. Haskins will either, but at least there's hey. a chance for that to happen now, you know? He's got a good chance. Well, Wait. and the thing is, and I'm going to – I definitely want to get – B dog's perspective on this here in a second because I think he can speak to this particular situation better than we can because he just went through it. But yeah. my thing is, is like, like what you're saying, you're going to get six or seven wins out of Colt McCoy, but that does what for you? It does nothing. It maybe gets you a top ten round, first round draft pick like next year. That's really <laughs> what you're playing for if you play Case Keenum or Colt McCoy. Right. If you play Dwayne Haskins, you could end up there as well. But even if he does only win five to six games or Josh Rosen wins three. That's still NFL experience progressing towards the future. Case Keenum and Cole McCoy are not the future. Yeah. So it's a season underneath his belt. But you could see in Baker Mayfield, who was doubted. So he's almost opposite. You know, he's the small guy who wouldn't translate to the NFL, even though he had an illustrious long college career. Dwayne Haskins had an illustrious college career, but it's one season. So everyone's like, oh, he's a one-year starter. Baker Mayfield did it for two years, you know, and across different programs. Right. So they all doubted him and didn't start him. I bet you B-Dog wishes they started Baker Mayfield. (laughs) So here's – there's two things that you really have to consider when you're talking about a rookie quarterback starting. First of all is, of course, the injury concern. Mm -hmm. But – you we, we don't do the usual cross comparison that fits the stereotype of an ESPN kind of quarterback. I'm mm. comparing Dwayne Haskins to kind of like a cross between like an Aaron Rodgers and like a Joe Flacco. Like mm, he does have a Flacco body type. Yeah. He, he, he's he's got an arm like he can move, of course, in the pocket, but the dude's got an arm. So, like, I always think that equates to more success in the NFL anyways. I was only going that way because you take into consideration the risk factor of him getting hurt year one, of course. Mm -hmm. So, for us, when it came to Baker and Tyrod Taylor, you know, honestly, we were like, yo, we got (laughs) – we struck gold on both sides of the equation. Yeah, All yeah. right. Yeah. So it gave Baker the chance to do something, learning. Yeah. I'm a big fan of learning behind someone. Yeah, now, there's, there's pros to both, yeah. Now, with all of that being said, play the guy because the dude was feeling dangerous, and who knows how many rookie of the weeks, you know, this dude scoops up. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, let the dude ball out and you trial by fire. Hey. You see, here's my thing. Like, when you look at a rookie quarterback situation, like, I don't hear anyone screaming to let Kyler Murray sit, which, of course, he's not because it's freaking Brett Hundley behind him. But regardless, like, he's the first overall pick, but still, you know, 5'10", one-year college starter, and behind a terrible offensive line. Right. But no one's saying that. Dwayne Haskins is 6'4", like 230, so he can take a hit if he has to take a hit. He's got that Matt Stafford yeah. but, man. But in, when healthy, we have <clears throat> pretty much three pro bowlers on the offensive line. That's so what I'm we have saying. a solid yeah, offensive line with two other guys who are going to be good enough. So 
you have a good offensive line, what looks like to be a pretty good run game, which is another key for a rookie, if healthy, one of the best tight ends in the NFL, and another great thing for a rookie quarterback's tight end. And then, like Chu was saying, a stout defense. So all he has to do technically, really, is do what Alex Smith did. Yep. Throw for 200 yards and right. want, don't throw the ball Don't to get interceptions. He threw 50 touchdowns and nine interceptions. I think he could do that. Quick game, short passes, let them run the ball. But when we do play action, which Jay Gruden loves to run play action, hey. he throws a 50-yard bomb because he has a cannon, unlike yep. Alex Smith, who doesn't have that arm strength. Right. To his boy Terry McLuhan, who runs a four three forty, just like DJ. <laughs> That's what I was just about to say, man. We, you know, we can't all, we cannot discount the fact that they went out and got the guy that mm-hmm. he tweeted about and said, "Anybody drafting me, you will not regret picking this dude up." And they listened to him, and I think that we can't. I mean, literally, we cannot understate that. You can see here the list of the draft picks pulled up for you. Uh, again, dude, the second pick, Mo- jumping back into the first round to get Montez. Yeah, we're going to talk about Montez here in a second when we get to the defense, but keep going on. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, Terry Mc- McLaurin, like we talked about, Bryce Love, the running back out of Stanford. Mm-hmm. Another great pick coming up, Wes Martin, guard out of Indiana. Hello, sir, mm-hmm. sure up that offense Basically, line. Brandon Sheriff's twin brother. Yep. Uh, Ross, I can't say his last name. Yeah, it's like Pershing really hard. From that Alabama. Dude, I'm tell- <laughs> Put this on record for the Real Talk Gaming Sports Podcast. Brian Pierschenbacher, I don't know how to pronounce your name, man. I apologize, but you are going to be our starting left guard for the next 10 years. Period. This dude holds the all time record, okay? All time start record at the University of Alabama. Holy shit. Like, yeah, let that sink in. How did he make it to the fifth round? I don't know. <sighs> oh, and started 42 of those games at left guard. So. <laughs> The dude only played center last year, which is why he dropped, because they needed a position. They needed him there to start. The dude has started every single game. He's been at Alabama. That's pretty badass. He will be be our starting left guard. That's the steal of the draft, in my opinion. Hot take alert right there, folks. You heard it here first. You heard it here Uh, first. So the next pick in the fifth round, Cole Holcomb, North Carolina linebacker. I don't know much about him. A.K.A. that is uh, Will Compton Jr. Shout out to you. Okay. Uh, Kevin Kelvin Harmon from North Carolina State wide receiver. That's another another pretty good another pick. good steal. Yep. Another uh, good pick. Jimmy Moreland, DB out of JMU. Hey, shout yes. out! Shout to out the to U. the Duke Dogs. Hey yo, JMU. It's quote, unquote, small town school. I say recruit the player, not the helmet. People, this hey. guy had 18 interceptions. In a, I've spent career. many. A, I've spent many a night at JMU. I I vouch for that place. It's awesome. Six house calls. When was the last time you saw the the skins have pick six like forever? Student yeah, six. That's a great question. And then our final pick uh, in the round, seventh round, Jordan Brailford, another edge defender from Oklahoma yeah, State. Yeah, that's that's depth. That's yeah. what that is. That's just, a depth just, pick. He just, might make uh, the team, might not. But yeah. edge rusher, Montez Sweat, man. That's a, you know, everyone's like, ooh, you know, it's a risk. He has yeah. a quote-unquote heart condition, and they gave up a second. Like, yes, I, I get that we gave up a second-round pick, but to get a top, arguably top 10 potential player at that late in draft, all I had to do is give up next year's second. Like that's ridiculous. Yeah. Like so to to let everybody in the chat know, like the draft is not really my thing. I you know I watch it. Chalk is way more into it than I am, obviously. Um, Big time. And I was you know planning on streaming just normally or doing something, uh, not watching it. And Chalk was like, dude, just watch the draft. And I was like, okay. 
Just trust me, bro. I would not steer you wrong. So I'm going through it. I'm like, all right, I'm only going to watch till the Redskins pick. And we get Dwayne Haskins, and I'm hype. And I'm like, okay. And then, I mean, first of all, I was just hooked just because it was it was a good production. But And then the Redskins trade to get back into the first round, dude. I lost it. I was like, what? Yeah, I was like, this is the best. Yep. This is the best thing that's happened in a long time. And then, so we pick up Montez Sweat, and to me, like all the the crap that we've been talking about, the front office, all of that, mm. I felt instantly. I was like, damn, they just played so, the shit out of us. So the Redskins Twitter movement went from hashtag fire Bruce Allen to hashtag admire Uncle Bruce. Because this dude is <laughs> balling that quick. right now. Dang. Yeah, bro. I mean, you got you got to give it to him, yeah. dude. Like, for real. Like, they were shade of mystique, you know, for really for two years. Dude hasn't really talking a lot of media yeah. in about two years. Well, we criticized him for yeah. that. And this week, he's been on First Take. He's been on NFL Network, and rightfully so, gloating about a great draft. But his willingness to listen to the other people in the building, you know, Kyle Smith, the director of scouting, you know, had a huge impact on the draft. And, you know, but at the end of the day, he does make the call. Like, if you're going to props the Redskins, like, you have to. You, yeah. you cannot not props him. So it's pretty wild. But Montez Sweat ran a faster 40 than, I don't know, a little receiver who plays in Cleveland go by, goes by the name of Odell Beckham Jr. I He's heard of that guy. 40. He's pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty funny that we replaced Preston Smith with another Mississippi State outside linebacker. But, Dude is super long, quick, fast. I think, you know, the one thing we used to complain about all season was that there was no speed off the edge. Yeah. Well, this guy runs faster 40 than receivers, so there will be speed off the edge. We'll have plenty of that for you. Pretty hype, but, you know, as much as we love the Redskins and as amazing drafted as it was, I mean, like I said at the top of the show, it's the first time really in my life that I can remember going to every – type of media coverage like all the way down to like pro football focus like the smaller ones everyone's giving the redskins an a maybe one or two b's in there like when was the last time that happened i'm used to not that i can remember yeah and just laughing at us like all these idiots don't know what the hell they're doing but yeah i mean even even the you know in the in the media at large just hates the redskins in general like and i don't just say that because i'm a homer obviously but it's just the facts it is yeah so they hate the Redskins regularly, and if they are begrudgingly giving uh, giving praise, then you got to acknowledge that. I mean, and the fact, yeah, the fact that they're even willing to let Bruce Allen on a show yeah. is like a fact. Right. So, but like I said, the greatest our draft was. There were other really great drafts. I thought some teams did some pretty decent things, but I got to say, our boys over there, at Cleveland for B dog. Like I know it seems like we only hype the Browns up because Blake is a Browns fan, but it's not. Hey. They're picking Greedy Williams, dude. Like, now they have two probably the best corners in the NFL that are so young. And they got all these Louisiana boys, all these dudes with attitude, all these dudes that want to be the team that brings Let me get the, the championship right to Cleveland. Now. Like, Let me make sure the collar's up right. Because <laughs> yeah, they got – it's like a feel-good right. story of the NFL, dude. Everyone wants to see the Browns win. So if you're dude, on that team, all right. So let me just rip my real quick two cents because I know we're now on the defensive side of the ball. Greedy Williams from LSU. What a stud, bro. Dude, so they good. saw him – Dude, I wa- so I've been watching Building the Browns on YouTube, and it's like a, it's basically you know hard knocks. Hmm, nice. I think done a little better, to be honest with you. Because it's um, by the Browns or something, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So they control I, whatever the media it is. Part of it. I don't know. Just yeah. something keeps me hooked in, and they were like, um, 
they were shocked that he was still sitting there. So when they had a chance to move up to go get him, I mean, you know, Dorsey, he's a genius. So he's yeah. like, uh, yes, please. Thank you. Calls yeah. Greedy up and he's like, hey, Greedy, what do you think about coming to the Browns, man? He's like, what? Let's go. Yeah, dude, just lit. Man. And that's what, I you know, what's like, crazy to me is you, you rewind four or five years and, and everybody was just laughing at the Browns and. Um, yep. Now like you go around and you talk career. about the Browns <laughs> and most people like, you know, casual fans or whatever people all see in the chats or whatever. Yeah. I don't know they're they're all, well, yeah. And they're all like, yeah, I looked at Browns like, okay, did you though? Yeah. Did you, we could say genuinely that Blake has yeah. been with that team through oh, it all. Right here, man. Here. I, I'm, let me show you the jacket. I rock on a winless season every day during winter break. Yeah, there so I mean, B Dog's going to get his jacket, but at the yeah, he's been a Browns fan for forever. So there's no bandwagon here. Just yeah. like we're, just like we're no bandwagon Redskins pod either. So when they win a Super Bowl with Dwayne Haskins and his monstrous defense we're about to have, yeah, now rocking his jacket, the Redskins pod. It's, when it's it. Browns Redskins in the Super Bowl this year, yeah. you surprised. Okay, be the biggest party. You'd be the biggest party in the history. Of the you're world. all invited too. You're all invited. you're all you're all invited, dude. It's gonna be nuts. So last thing on the draft, like for real, if you've never really been a big draft person and you want to kind of see what the draft was for like in real life, go watch the movie draft day because that was pretty close to what the storylines were like. So Yo, and of course it's a maybe movie. Illuminati confirmed, bro. Yeah. So Yo. I do want to talk about though, now that we do have Dwayne Haskins, like this ridiculous, in my opinion, at least, and that's why I want your opinion controversy over the fact that he would, or, and now is officially confirmed to be wearing number seven. Yeah, this is a manufactured controversy in my mind. Um, <laughs> I mean, really, like, who the I hell? So like, the number seven is not retired. All right, I get it. We got to have respect for the past, but like, let's be real, man. Come on. Yeah. Like the dude is is. It, it was so long ago, and why the hell not? Yeah, exactly. He's not. It's not retired. If you want the number to not be worn, you retire the number. If not, so, then other people get to wear it. I don't understand what the controversy was with this. So then the, the thing is, is that the Redskins have only retired one number, which is Sammy Ball's number, 33, which, like, who wants to wear 33 anyway? Nobody right, no right. wants that number. But they just have all these unofficial numbers, you know, like Daryl Green's 28, obviously Sean Taylor's 21, and stuff like that. But, like, at the end of the day, you know, Joe Theismann was – not a Redskins drafted quarterback and he's not from DC and it's 30 years ago. Yeah. So whereas the Landon Collins controversy of him wearing 21, like that's real. Cause Sean Taylor has passed. He is not here. Right. Like if Theismann was dead, then, then I would say, okay, but he can definitely wear it. And if anything, it's an homage to bringing Redskins fans back into the fold. Like, your dad can wear it's number seven Thyssen jersey. You can wear a number seven Haskins jersey. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, we'll all so, wear one together, dude. It'll be great. <laughs> but I don't know. I just think it's ridiculous that he, you know, and the the whole thing started because literally right after he got drafted, the NFL Network was like, "Oh, hey, Dwayne, before we let you go, we just looked at the Redskins roster." And number seven's available. Are you going to wear it? And his immediate, like, didn't even blink, bro. Was like, I got to talk to Mr. Theismann about that first. We'll see. Dang. Like, no hesitation. 
So the fact that he even said that. He knows what's like, going on, dude. He was like, I have to go ask first. Like, he really shouldn't have to because obviously even the NFL Network. I didn't even know. Th- I didn't really know that, and I'm blown away by that. Yeah, That's you can go awesome. find it on it. was literally oh, yeah. the night of the draft. He's at the bowling alley, and they're interviewing him, and he's talking. And he was – you can tell he's a little pissed, which is legit in my mind because he's got a massive chip on his shoulder. Yeah. And, like, the way Trent Dilfer described it is, like – because he was on the Rich Eisen show this week and talking about Dwayne Haskins. And he asked him, like, what do you think about it? the way he was kind of mad the night of the draft? And Trent Dilfer was like, I love that because he's a competitor. Like, the NFL yeah. needs oh. more of that. Yeah, like, you want him to be mad. What, do you want like, him to you be want happy? You... Yeah. Exactly. He's like, you want your quarterback to be like, man, screw these people. I'm going to go prove them all wrong. On top so of he was that doing that. sitting behind two studs before him at Ohio Exactly. Yeah, you know, he bide his time. You know, did all that, but then when they're like, "Oh, by the way, are you gonna wear this Hall of Famer's number that's unofficially retired?" Like, do you know this backstory culture of the Redskins? And he was just immediately like, "I need to ask Mr. Theismann first. That's so, awesome, dude. To me, that's that awesome, solid- man. To me, that solidifies him as a person yeah. for the franchise, but also like his right to have that number. Like, yeah, I agree. If you show Theismann and you don't give him his number now, like you look just like a prick. So, (laughs) my whole thing though, before we move on, like you know, the whole Sean uh, uh, Sean Taylor number, Mm -hmm. retire it, man. Just retire it, bro. Like, why? What what are we doing? Like, what is this limbo that we're doing? Like, just retire the damn number. Sure, it'll happen. Because Landon Collins was like, hopefully after my first season, I can earn it. And I'm like, no, we're gonna retire it this year. Like, they need to. They need to. Yeah, but I don't know. The only one thing we have to talk about before we go to. Um, our other stuff. Oh, dude, caps. please. It's the, just the how, funniest joke of the night. <laughs> how hilarious it is that freaking the Giants drafted. Bro, the what are they doing, in the man? ACC, Daniel Jones. Like, it's because, you know, it's the most insane. Thing. I love it. It's awesome. Yo, yeah. Special shout out to Giants, uh, you boys. Thank you very much. Like, you, do you guys want to talk about it? Protect, I mean, like you you for like, protect Gettleman Thank at you. all costs, dude. That's protect all I can Gettleman say. at all costs. Protect you can't that digest dude it. at all, all costs. Officially, from all Redskins fans, Dave Gettleman, we appreciate you. Thank you, we sir. We appreciate <laughs> you, sir. So, you Everything are the you're real doing up there, you're doing God's work. Keep, keep we, it up, we, buddy. We, you we, keep it going, dog. We wouldn't be doing justice to the NFL if we did not mention that calamity. Yeah. So, Send all Hall of Famers our direction. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. We'll, we'll keep taking that. But on a more somber note, as we transition. <laughs> no, do we have excited. to, man? This you is should really... be. It's actually, it's in the it's just in the interest of the pod, bro. It's in the interest of the pod oh, that the cat lost the playoffs because oh. they were keeping us off the show. But, man, was it disappointing. Yeah, I mean, you know, got to shout out Dossie for – Kane's taking this one. No, um, no, 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 no shout outs, no shout <laughs> outs to Dossie. Dossie, nope. Doss, yeah, I still got your back, bro. Nope. But, no um, solidarity here. Nope. But yeah, I mean, it was just disappointing, the, mainly because of the way they lost. You know, as mm. soon as we went up by two goals in that game seven, they, they acted like Coasted. they were in cruise control. Yeah. Right, yeah. dude. And oh, you cannot do that round. with a young oh. team that doesn't know any better you know they're gonna go full go the whole time and uh you know it was disappointing i think losing tj oshi had a bigger impact than we had originally thought 
You know, that guy is not just one of the best players in the league, but he's a spark for that team. So he is the spark. That kind of that kind of really hurt uh, hurt us moving forward. And injury would look dangerous. It should have gone further. I agree. I freaking hate that coach over there at in Carolina, man. That guy is such a dick. Yeah, I really don't like him. It kind of reminds me of like a Tortorella kind of feel to him, you know, where you're just like. Bro, I hate your face. Like, I don't I know hate what it you. is, but I just want to punch you. Like, the fact that they did not right. even give that dude a one-game suspension when he literally pushed Oshie in the back to his shoulder right into the yeah, board. That's what I'm it's saying, ridiculous. dude. Refs but, weren't great, but we're not making excuses for the Caps. They looked awful, yeah, no. sloppy, A lazy. shorthanded goal, dude, you deserve to lose. Yeah, that to me is Can't have all, you, all, Cannot all you need happen. to know. Yeah. Yeah, that's in, my, in my opinion, that's all you need to know about that is – do I think they got cheated in a lot of different situations, goals that were not counted, that should have been counted? Yes. I do, do have I a think- question I want to ask both of you. Um, so we're now coming off of a season after winning the Stanley Cup. Uh, now everybody's going to have some questions for us, whether it's trades, people getting a little bit older. Um, my, my question before we move on is, how many years do you think we have left at a legitimate shot to be contenders for the cup? Let's see. Well, uh, as long as Ovi's on the team. <laughs> well, it's not even just Ovi. I mean, you give Kuznetsov, I think it's more than Ovi. Yeah. You give Kuznetsov and Oshi seven-year deals because you think your window is that long. Like that, they, they will. I think the Caps will remain contenders at least into making the playoffs every year for the next five years. At least, like, yeah, I agree. Do you yeah. think Ovechkin is aware of his striking distance records of the uh, big man from the? Ovi will play until he breaks all the records, and then he's going to retire. Yeah, that's, that's what you. That's, that's what yes. I think. Yeah, I agree with that. But because now he's got his. Go, cup. Hey, he's on our squad while he's doing it. So more power. Yes, they're going to have to make some decisions with contracts with. Holpe and Baxter both being free agents at the end of the year and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, like regardless of how it shapes out, the core of the team is young. Tom Wilson, TJ right. Osi, Kuznetsov, and the other guys, you know, like they have a couple more years. But am I pissed the Caps lost? Absolutely. Did they deserve to lose? Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. That, it was just kind of, you know, when we were playing them, it was kind of reminiscent I think I mentioned it to Chip one night where they looked like our original version of the Young Guns. Yeah, I yeah. get that. Yeah, they were just faster and they were the better team. Yeah, I mean, fearless Carolina. man. You know, Mike Green would creep up and pull a long bomb trigger, dude. And you know he'd score it. Even though yeah, they're, they, even though they steal after game things, the games, <laughs> the games were the better team. They should be, yeah, they could be, you know, a team that's in the hunt every year too. But yeah. Ultimately, the Caps, I think, are going to remain in the forefront of that. But, yeah, it's a bummer, and I don't want to talk about it anymore because it makes me depressed. Yep. <laughs> one thing that doesn't make me depressed, though, one thing that makes me very, oh, yeah. very happy. <laughs> it brings us a, joy. It brings me the ultimate joy in the world of baseball that it's to the point now where Bryce Harper has to openly comment in articles about how he's being booed in Philly. And, like, it's the baseball season still so young. Dude, it hasn't even barely started, bro. Like, I mean, you could have, you could have maybe year one. I bet there's a, a, a bet. There's a lot of people out there in the world that don't even know baseball is going on right now. So the fact that it's baseball that isn't early, legit till October. Bro. That's what I'm saying. The fact October. that it's this early and he's already getting crushed with the booze is just. It's on a 13-year deal, like on a freaking scale. This is scale, year he's one, like, bro. 
year one, my guy. You are at the beginning of the tunnel, you. bro. I'm like a timeline. He's like the you. first dot like, of the timeline. <laughs> Good like, luck to you, bro. This is like the prequel, bro. Like bro. you haven't even had chapter one yet. And you're already being dude. And he oh, comes out and he's like, so bad. oh, I would have done it again. Bull crap. You yeah, done it again, bro. No I still think he's under scrutiny. Even if he, they win one there, I think he needs to win like two or three. And 13 dude, years. I, you better win more than it one. It could be, bro. It could win. be. And I could be going ultimate extreme, but Thank it could so. also be at the same time, like he could go up there and then ultimately just become an average player and be forgotten. Could he could like be in well, seven it's years. The best, the best thing that sums this up is this tweet from, uh, I don't know what, a few, uh, the April 24th. So uh, it says Bryce Harper's week, loss, 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 0 for 8, five strikeouts. Oh, shit, there's a sub. Oh, sub, let's go. Jody. Hey, Jody. Jody. What's going on? Spent it with the lurk. Thank you very much. Thank you, man. Thank Ten you. months. We two away, baby. Appreciate we two you, away. Bro. Appreciate you. Anyway, you. continuing these these abysmal stats of Bryce Harper. Zero RBI, zero rub runs, 12 for 60 slump, 200 like batting average. Being basked in a rain of glory. Ooh. Tripped on the dugout steps, more. shoved his manager, got in a bench coach's face, got ejected, publicly, publicly called out by teammates. Mm-hmm. Fave Ooh. team blew a, blew a 3-1 lead. <laughs> In the series. They're like, yo, is Mike Trout available or what's Vikings the word team. over there? Knights got the Knights, yeah, yeah. pulled a, the Knights pulled the caps Trout, and lost. Trout restructured and re-signed. Damn. Drop yeah, the ball. Man. Bryce Harper is yeah. at the beginning of a very long and miserable tunnel and uh it's what of his is, own doing. So what and what sucks so bad and like at the end of the day, like for the person. Not the sports personality, the the dude. Like, bro, if you had all those same things happen to you, like that exact same baseball statistic, and instead of your favorite team being the Knights, and it was the Caps, because it's the exact same thing that happened with the Caps. Like, you got in a fight with the manager here in D.C. Who Davey Martinez is an idiot. Everyone would have been on board with you. Like, you would be. They would still be behind him. Yeah, exactly. We would be loving you, even though you were sucking. You would never. We've hear done a it boo before, and we yes, yeah, never. He would have never heard a boo. We have your back. But he would instead, have been that's the prodigal son, dude. He would have been our guy, bro. You signed a thirteen-year deal to stay here for forever. Like we would have loved you, and you blew it. It's like Happy Gilmore, boy. You blew it. And <laughs> you can't ever get out of that deal that you signed nope. with Philly. So, what an idiot! <laughs> suck on that. <laughs> oh, like, what right, an idiot! So now, Bryce, now I hope villain. your career is. Stay no. in the curve. Now you're a villain. He is getting paid. Do... You're right. He's getting paid. Yeah, of course he's getting. He would have gotten. But we're not going to get into it because it's just too much. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like this amount of money that we're discussing is just amount of money that will never, ever, 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 ever be spent. Yep. And the fact that you're mad that they would pay you for 40 years after you're done even touching a baseball is ridiculous. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, if anything is protecting you from not blowing all your money. So we're not going to dive too much more yeah. into that because we've talked about it a thousand Let's times. Let's move on, man. But Let's move on. So there, B-Dog's taking over. We're moving on <laughs> to gaming. I'm going to get to it. All right. 
So there was some pretty big gaming news the last two weeks, too. But as opposed to what we did for the sports, I want to talk about what's happened most recently right now. Because gaming changes so fast that if we don't talk yeah, about it right away, it does. it's going to change. I, like, I've already sports. forgotten what happened last week. There was all kinds of stuff, but it's already... <laughs> We're already moved on. So the big story of the of the week uh, is that Epic Games has purchased Rocket League developer Psionics. Um, oh, this that's is, how you say that? Nice. Yeah. What What did you think it was? Hold on, I'm, I'm dyslexic, bro. I'm like peace psionic. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Good right, enough. So, okay. Exactly. Good there enough. you go. So uh, we don't know what the terms of the deal are, but. They've been hinting that they're going to stop selling um, Rocket League in the Steam store, which, you know, that doesn't affect us. We're, we're console players, but um, I can understand why they're doing it. You know, a lot of people hate on Epic for this, you know, exclusivity thing, and I get it. I get it. I don't want to have more than one launcher on my thing or whatever, but I understand it from a business perspective. You know, again, I'm an economics oh, yeah. teacher, so I understand what they're doing. They're trying to save money. They're buying these properties, putting it on their their hardware, their platform, whatever. Um, but it does not ingratiate you to the community. That's for sure. Especially yeah. the Steam community is huge. It is what waited. PC gaming is. Yeah, I mean, it just seems kind of out of nowhere. For that, like buy and immediately yank it seems a bit extreme. But to and, me, well, the other thing about Epic, real quick, is that they're seen as a company that just steals shit from everybody. Mm. And now they paid for this, obviously, but it just adds to that reputation. Like. We're, yeah. we're not going to create anything. That, we're just going to buy this. And I think you could take, take that one step further and say, um, actually, funny enough, Zach and I were just talking about this the other day. Epic member is Unreal Gaming. They go mm-hmm. to so take it yeah. all the way back yeah. where yeah. and we're, we're we're starting to see this little bit of a trend where they kind of run things down to the ground and they keep adding stuff. They just added the new shadow grenade in Fortnite and people are getting triggered until suddenly the community is like, okay, we're done. And it's happened before. So it is worth mentioning and being on high alert, what Epic acquires and what they do with their games and what directions they decide to go with certain games. It's well, yeah, the biggest counterpoint to that, that biggest counterpoint to your argument is that we stream Fortnite five days a week. So <laughs> yeah. like, I mean, that's the sorry, thing. People complain. Really yeah. That's the thing. It's like you hear, I'm Oh, Fortnite's dying. Love- no. Yeah. I, I know. I understand that, but I'm saying I'm like, saying, I watched the video the other day. Doing that. I watched the video just yesterday. A guy was trying to make the case that Fortnite was dying because of the, the update where they took away the mats and all that shit per kill. No, it's not, dude. It's not dying. It's still being streamed. It is the top game being streamed most of the time. It's not going anywhere. Yeah, they change it, and you could complain and all that, but it's not going anywhere. Um, and the thing about them buying Rocket League is what I'm interested in seeing is Rocket League already has a thriving esports community. So, Which is exactly why they bought it. So they're maybe trying to learn how to do that with, with Fortnite or whatever, but According to the guys at Psionics and all the interviews, of, of course, they just got paid, but they're saying, you know, right. that this is going to allow them to give more support to Rocket League, more support to, you know, all the stuff. To me, it, it seems like it's going to be more skins this is, in the this game. This is what <laughs> I think it is. Yeah, you're going to get more skins. That's one thing. That the store <laughs> is going to get better. Let's put it that way. Yeah. They're going to figure out how to get your money. But They got to get rid of it, that damn loot some box. This is, this is what it is, is that. Epic Games, who is now putting on the Fortnite World Cup, which is getting all this pub and is getting all this streaming, right. looks over and sees another very more easily 
like adaptable competitive sport type game because it's soccer at the end of the day that's been living for five years with this smaller company they're like if we buy it and put our money behind it and then we can have a rocket league world cup that was my first exact reaction it was like well here comes the world cup of rocket league because they're going to now put all that resources that they're doing into fortnite which in fortnite they're still trying to build that competitive yeah. arena they're, they're, they're still, still trying, trying to figure, figure out, out what it the is comparison yeah. for the esports stuff is very very spot on i like that comparison a lot if you know and that's something i actually never even considered and here i was just game casting rocket league the other day yeah that's exactly. actually it's actually very interesting and there may be some stuff that they could learn from it rocket league is popular very booming and Huge. it's nation nationwide at least for college campuses and we're not even taking it you know to the pro teams pro, and exactly that's what i'm saying international like, play look, as well look at this community this this sports community that it's already there so been supporting itself very interesting not as much resources we got i wonder all this if that may be the underlying motivation yeah, it's a very interesting like, observation we got, we got all this money that we get from these chumps who buy these 20 dollars skins yep. you know let's it's push hard. that it's, to a thing that already sells out arenas that it's hard kids to are getting full scholarships to college for so you got a farm league right we can take this to a legitimately real live competitive audience on television yeah and that's, they may, that's they may be to able do. to maximize the potential in an rng where it's really really difficult to gauge that on the competitive play side now yeah. i know they have certain remedies currently in existence kills surviving and winning a game gives you x amount of points but yeah. it's very interesting to see this cross comparison and i i'm not totally convinced now i'm thinking that maybe that's the sole reason for that is to beef up their infrastructure and take that thing on the national stage i'm telling you i mean if any any game could be watched on television as a sport rocket league is the one game that i think could break that barrier like to an audience that doesn't play it you know like you got to kind of play fortnite to watch that league of legends Mm -hmm. i still don't know what the hell's going on and I've watched yep. several hours of that. I don't have any freaking clue as to any of the strategy or anything. But Rocket League, even Overwatch, same it's, thing. Yeah, Another it's very short. Popular competitive esport. It's it's five minutes. You get the ball in the goal. It's and when it's played at a high level, it Wait. is very very interesting. It's awesome, man. It Explosions, sweet it's shots. flying cars. Yeah, yeah. What's the one thing you always Shooting used to say when you were a kid about in the future? What did you want in the future? Flying car. Flying a freaking flying car. So let's play flying cars with soccer. Oh, Yo. The biggest freaking sport yeah. in the world. Okay. It's a genius idea. It's an ingenious. If anything, this means that maybe if Epic buying it, it's going to come free to play. More people are going to hey. get on it. Your hey. servers are going to get bigger. So You're going to get better cosmetics. That, yeah. So speaking of that, our fav- one of our favorite, favorite streamers who just recently moved over to Mixer, favorite food, has become a basically a Rocket League streamer is what he does now. So that's all he's streaming. And he is not happy with this. He's a PC Rocket League player. <laughs> well, it's um, just PC, yeah. And, you know, I can understand it. And his main thing was, like, now there's going to be way more toxic people in an already toxic community. True. Uh, you can't beat what's already in existence. But I'm that's sorry. what I said. And that's I'm that was sorry. my main thing is I was like, look, I'm man, sorry. it is toxic as it's it is. It's awful. It's awful. It's the so worst it community out of any, all the games ever. Yeah, it can't get any worse, really. So. so the two things, the two counter arguments to that is, one, like, with all due respect, because I'm going to technically my gaming roots really began on the PC. Right. There's and not enough of y'all. Sorry. Console is in every home 
And if Epic is like, we're going to take priority over the 12 year old who has a $300 PlayStation, not a $900 rig in their house. Yeah, so right. that's priority number one for them. But two, like if anything, Epic is super PG, bro. They're going to do everything they can to clean that up. Yeah. Right. I think it right. might get better. They, yeah, you're right. It might get better. They want, they want nine year old kids to be able to play that, but you can't have the end bomb being dropped in chat with nine year old kids. They're going to yeah, be in right. there regulating the hell out of that. So, I, I don't think know. It's going to become. I'm cautiously less optimistic. Toxic. Yeah, I'm cautiously optimistic about it. But, um, but I can understand the frustration having always played oh, of it course. on Steam. Of course. Yeah, now it's I would be moving ma- over. It's frustrating. Anything I that which is just a wait and see thing at the end of the day. Yeah. I mean, so. Yeah. Epic, it Epic. impacts very minimal. If you're worried about a new loader, bro, and you're on a PC, like, come on, dude. You're complaining yeah. about like another 512 megs. Come on. And you, where you come click on. your little click. Ooh, come on, bro. Like, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, but, I don't want to be hearing no complaints from the PC side, bro. Okay. And that comes from a legit PC OG gamer. So okay, I don't want to be my here. thing too. The last thing I'll say about it is like, if it was EA, I'd be concerned. Yes. I'm not concerned. I agree. <laughs> so, I agree. Fortnite has lived Spot on accuracy. been able to survive this long, a year and a half after we've stumbled across that game. Cause it was free. And I take everything for free. So Spot I'm confident on. that they'll figure it out. But, yeah. of course, one thing that won't get figured out, at least according to pre-reviews, and I was already out on this game anyway because I'm just not a zombie guy, but it hasn't I'm even really... still considering getting it. Of course you are, but 6.5, bro? Come on. Days I don't gone. know, man. Not, well, now, not too good. So let's I talk about... reviews with Yeah, let's, salt, let's talk bro. about these, uh, these reviews here. So currently now. sitting at a 71 on Metacritic. But an 8.0 user score, okay? Now, that's what I'm saying, one dude. of the things as a part of my uh, production stuff here is I really do pay attention to gaming news because I want to make sure that we're bringing you all the top shit that's going on. So the main story that I've been seeing from the communities about this game is that it generally is about an, a 7 to 8 game, Okay. Uh, at least according to the community that plays it. And I trust those people over any games journalist at, ever. That's good. Yeah. And that's a good score. That's now, good. there there are problems with it. There's a lot of pacing issues. There's uh, some technical issues that can always be fixed. Um, and a lot of the negativity, at least, that has been shown toward the game in terms of its score has been related to its political themes or lack thereof of political themes. That's what triggers mm. me the most. Bob. And that's a problem. And that's kind of where the game, game got a we fair don't, shake. Yeah. We've talked about this a lot, um, but you could go back and watch IGN's preview of this game. And he's like another white male protagonist. Like what? No. Why do we need to even say that? Like, what does that well, have I to do with my, that was an issue. I never so, yeah. didn't do that research. So that's kind of the, the, this, you know, the stigma or whatever surrounding it in terms of the game's media. And this is not a talk. We're not going to sit here and break down these people's politics or whatever, but it is indicative of the way that gaming journalism has kind of been corrupted in the last, I don't know, 10 years. No, really so five years. It's regular journalism. Well, yeah, exactly. That's what it's become. <laughs> it's, it's become infected with not, Hey, here's why you should buy it. Here's its technical shortcomings, whatever. Yeah. This is why you should buy the game. To it has these viewpoints that I don't just that I don't agree with, and this is th- therefore it's not a good game. And it's like, mm. what? Hold yeah, on. Yeah, that's dumb. 
You know, so yeah. it's it's very frustrating, but that's just gaming journalism and journalism in I, general. I'm, so I see. So some of the trailers and stuff, just putting reviews aside. I mean, it just looks like an engaging, entertaining game. That's you know, the thing. And, and especially for you, Blake, like you're a big zombie guy. I will probably do it like a red box type of thing. I'm not going to spend money on it. Right. Um, but that's just because it's, you know, not really my type of thing. Right, but right, right. It looks freaking beautiful. It looks I like it's it at least fun to play, you know, maybe once or twice for me. And I, I know you could get into it and enjoy it. You know, some of the some of the things that people say is like the, the bike is too hard. To, you got to always look for fuel. And that's a bummer. So there are legit criticisms of this game. Man, but come on, man. Yeah, but at, it's not a five. That's, you know, it's not a 50. Well, okay, so whatever. like, but like. But that's the question, though. Like numbers aside, like we're not real scientists. We don't yeah. have a lecture scale. Like, where do you draw your line? Is it worth sixty dollars? For me, no. I mean, and that's then just that's because, yeah. For me, so what, what do you has, say the value? So what is the value of it? If it was forty would bucks, I would buy it. Forty. So that gives that's what thirty. That's a five. B. If you if you're willing to pay half price, that's no, a five. no. For me, I would pay sixty. I'm saying thirty bucks is pro- where you that's get it. Point, on one of the, like, yeah, yeah, I would pay forty one bucks. Ten, I don't. I don't care what but, Johnny Smith's arbitrary number seven is. Right. To, here's the, the here's the comparison that this game is drawing towards. Did you ever play Dead Island or Dead Island Reptile? I, I played Dead Island. Yeah. I See, those games were enjoyable. Yeah. I spent sixty bucks person, on those, yeah. and I think this game is better than. Dead Island. Oh, for sure. But I see. I bought Dead Island used, like years after the fact. So that's that's exactly uh, what we're talking okay. about. Okay. You know, like, yeah. you are a guy that would, party and you're a guy that would go out and buy that while it's still sixty dollars. Yeah, I'm true, like, true. Eh, I'll wait. And I'm not knocking you if you're a person who this is no, your thing. You're spending no, no, I'm, no. What I'm saying is like to me, like when you're looking at ranking a game, and mm-hmm. I see it, and I read about it, and whatever. The only rank I care about is what's going to cost my wallet to get it. So if it's a division two, and I'm like sixty bucks, that's a, you know that's full value. Yeah. But mm-hmm. if I have to red box it, that's like a two, bro. Like what is that? Like, <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. I mean, and so, that's my thing. Is like I, I'll watch people, and I have watched people play it. It does look interesting to me. It looks kind of repetitive, and it just doesn't look like you know. I'd rather spend my time yeah, playing I would division also two. You know, playing like, World War Z. That one looks sweet too. Yeah, but yeah, of course. Of all people, when I saw any of those, both those games, I was like, "This is this is B Dog's thing, man. B Dog <laughs> yeah. is a, a horde style. He's gonna game. get this game sure. played in the middle of the night when nobody else is on, and then Chad, in like two yeah, days, he's gonna have it there. beaten. They've got me. We'll there, be like, Chad, what the hell happened? True. What, what happened to like, I do my tower defense and my waves and my zombie yeah. stuff. If you, if it's freaking remote island and B Dog has to pick a gaming style, not a game, like just a type of style, he's gonna pick a horde game. Game yeah. sends waves and waves and waves at him because that's what he likes. So he got me there. It's just to me, I'm like one again. Call I'll call space bait. I hate zombies. I don't like being scared. I don't get the attraction <laughs> of why I'd want to spend money to not be happy like that's just sounds terrible so <laughs> but regardless the mow like, down zombies dude with the yeah, that's what i'm saying guns. that's what i was gonna say it's like at the end of the day it just looks hard as hell yeah on addictinggames.com dude any one of those old school games shock just doesn't want to have really to fight the pyramid of zombies coming at him nah, bro. He's, like, he's, what are you gonna do throw grenades that's why you get a video game right it's better than doing it it's better to prepare you for when it happens in real life okay there you go al we're prepping you for the real world it's coming i'll tell you man 
I'll tell you, as far as the real world goes, when I was at the Frito Lay freaking facility today in Tennessee, I was like, this is where I need to be for the zombie apocalypse, bro. Like, they got freaking <laughs> chips, beef jerky, you know, freaking salsa. <laughs> All cheese, the food dude. you could ever need. <laughs> Grandma cookies, dude. I had no idea the scale of this company. It's like a $67 billion company that's partnered with PepsiCo. I was like, I was literally, I'm walking around, I'm looking at this, like, I'm I'll tell you all. Chalk went into was Willy lit. Wonka. He like uh, stepped into Willy dude, Wonka, bro. It was the Willy Wonka for the freaking salty treats, bro. It was chips everywhere. It was amazing. And so I'm like, but I'm looking around. I'm like, oh my God. if the apocalypse happens, this is where I'm coming. Like, bro, there's chips everywhere and just food everywhere. So it was crazy. <laughs> but so I don't think like I don't think days gone. I don't think if the zombies are coming to my house, I'm gonna be like, "Yo, bro, I'm so glad I bought Days Gone." Like this is, <laughs> it. This is really you gonna help know. me. You never know. <laughs> you never know, man. But you know, I don't man. know. Hey, we yeah. obviously I learned at a very young age. Okay, you obviously prioritize a bike over a car because all you have to worry about is replacing a chain and not have to forage for gas. There's your lesson for the day, chat. That's your history. And it makes less apocalypse. noise. Apocalypse survival tip see, of the see, day. See, just this conversation gets me scared. I don't even like <laughs> I would like a bike. Like, less noise, bro. No. Zombie apocalypse comes around. I'm tapping out. Just, chat, you know, we got you. We're going to survive. You're not allowed to tap out, Chuck. I'm tapping out, bro. We're coming it's to get your ass, dude. It's like it's zombie land, bro. We're going. You will have to. You will have to come pick me up because sure. it's going to be a quick exit for Chuck. I'm like, man, this is have too much. Because I'm up in the mountains, so I got some right. good vacations. See, that just stresses me out. I'm going to need to take a cold sore medicine or something because this is too much, bro. <laughs> just thinking about it freaks me out. But which is funny though because the games that we do have coming out like are to the end, but when they're like you know like Rage Two, I've seen that trailer and that looks yep. lit. But yep. like yeah. that's not real. Like the dude on his motorcycle bike mowing down zombies to me is more real. So I'm excited for some of the games coming out though. Yeah, so we've got a few uh, games on the horizon. Uh, first, if you're a PlayStation Plus member, as we are, you get Overcooked and uh, What Remains of Edith Finch. I I don't know what Edith Finch game is, but overcooked, uh, dude. Hey, Joel is. And so what? You got tried. also. You have about three days to claim what Conan. The Conan, yeah. What's the other one? Age of Conan and something else. I don't something know. Something else. Either one I haven't played, but hey, like I said, the motto of Chuck: if it's free, it's, it's for, for me. me. That's right. Yeah. So overcooked, though. I've heard of that. It's supposed to be a pretty fun game. Joel is always um, trying to get me to play it. He plays that with his wife. Yeah, so we'll, we'll check that out. But then again, the uh, Chuck already mentioned it. The big game dropping this month is Rage 2. Uh, comes yep. out on the 14th. Uh, you know, I don't really know much about it. I did watch the trailer. It looks tight. Um, but it yeah, seems a lot like Borderlands to me. So, you know, seems I'd rather like play a game Borderlands. I'll download in two years when it's free for there PlayStation you go. Plus. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's going to be cool for sure. Um, it'll be fun to watch somebody stream it, but. Yeah, again, I'm it not spending like, the money. It's got a little, um, what's that movie with the freaking masks and the cars? What's that movie that uh, old boys and Charlie's Theron? Yeah, Mad Max feel uh, to it. There you go. Fury Road or whatever. But, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Looks, yeah, whatever. I'll watch it on stream. Endgame Apocalypse. Like. That's about it. Yeah, same but, way. of course, it does a perfect way. Transition, you know, entertainment. Because we just talked about Charlotte Theron and Tom Hardy and Mad Max. Let's talk more real life entertainment news right now. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? 
So if you're an uh, annual listener of the show or first-time viewer slash listener, we, one thing we always say is we are a spoiler-free podcast. So, spoiler-free, baby! <laughs> spoiler-free. At least as we're going to try to give you our thoughts and our, our opinions and our reactions as best as we can. So hopefully, even if you are like Mr. Costanza who likes to go in fresh, you will still go in fresh. Still, still! But, but honestly, in the last week, we've had two of the biggest cinematic releases, technically. Oh, all time. my goodness, It's been an emotional dude. weekend for the nerds, I'm guys. I'm still reeling, man. I'm <laughs> it's still a good way to put reeling. it, an emotional weekend for the nerds. And honestly, it, it's to the point now, and I feel like we have not given it enough respect over the last 20 years slash eight years for Game of Thrones, like the respect that it truly deserves in right. regards to its reach beyond nerds. Because really, specifically more for the MCU, I feel like, Game of Thrones, which we're going to talk about second, but just to say, I feel like they get pretty good mainstream pub. Yeah. But mm-hmm. MCU, especially specifically early MCU, definitely did not. You know, it was no. nerd centric. No. But I think Endgame. People didn't know, man. I didn't know, bro, and I was Iron in it man, for every movie. Like, you're thinking <laughs> like Robert Downey Jr., bro. I. All right, like, so before before we go before we go, like let me be the first to jump in there, and when I. I remember when Iron Man trailers first dropped, I was like, oh, shit, this is going to be an awesome movie. Okay. Mm-hmm. Did I think that it was going to turn into anything but an awesome movie and maybe a shitty sequel? No, a I did not. A popcorn flick. Yeah. It was a good no, popcorn I, flick. I mean, I thought it was going to be a little bit more of that. Like, when I first, when you not saw that me. trailer, when he shoots the missile at the tank yeah, it and looks slowly sweet, walks dude, away. It looks great. Lots of like, explosions. Yeah. I was like, bro, this is going to be something different. But... I was like, okay, so it'll be Iron Man 1, maybe a shitty Iron Man 2, then they'll have to replace right. Robert Downey Jr. for the third one, and it'll suck. That's how I thought it was going to go. Just like yeah. Spider-Man, Pop-Pop. just like every other movie. Right, yeah. right. And then at the end of Iron Man, Iron Man says, I am Iron Man. Yeah. And my whole perspective changed, and I was like, wait a minute. So, so for me, it's a little bit different, because I distinctively remember sitting in the Pike House at ULM talking to some of my fraternity brothers, and it was right when Iron Man came out, and... I'll never forget when my buddy Logan was like, yeah, they're going to come out with a Thor movie, and then they're going to come out with, you know, a Hulk yeah. movie, and all this other stuff. And then they're like, then ultimately, it's going to be the Avengers movie. Like, but Avengers 1 is like phase one. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. At that time, though, that seems so, like, really unrealistic. Great. You're like, eh, that's not really everything. We're not going to cross We're not going to have see... Thor and Captain America in the same movie. How Little did that? we know right. it was a 21 freaking movie arc. Freaking geniuses, bro. Like, legitimately, one of the greatest things that's ever been done in movies ever. And, like, it's not hyperbole. Like, because the biggest thing is, like, they're sequels and linked together, but they're not sequels and linked together. They're standalone movies that all go together. It's so wild. (laughs) It's insane, dude. And the fact that that they would then bring them together for, like, the Avengers 1 and then they would spread them apart again. Do you remember going to see the Avengers, man? And you're like, I get all these stars <laughs> on one screen. Yeah, bro. Real and that was Avengers what? One. That was Avengers One. Was Endgame was one. like Endgame was like twenty-one A-list stars in one scene, bro. It's never been mind done blown, people. Yeah, and you got to remember, like in those days too, like the side movies that didn't have Tony Stark or Iron Man right. in it. Most people just were like, "Eh, I'll wait for DVD." Like, mm-hmm. you know, right. ca- all those Captain America movies. A lot of people missed. I I remember when I went and saw Winter Soldier because I don't remember Winter what was going Soldier. on. I had something to do, but I just watched it, 
And I was like, oh, my God, dude. They are on a whole nother level here right now. Yeah. And that's when well, it really I switched for me. I remember yeah. the first time I watched Thor 1. I was, you know, we were traveling for ULM. and it Oh, was it's the routine. ultimate travel movie. And we were, yeah. it, was the, it was our routine for game weekends. You know, for those in the chat and the pod that don't know, like I played college football ULM. And you know, Friday nights we'd get to the hotel and we'd have team meetings. But after meetings – we would watch a movie like in the conference room, you know, in the freaking hotel. And it was like a little team bonding thing. And I remember we were playing Florida Atlantic in Florida and they'd be like, we're going to watch Thor. I was like, bro, seriously, we're going to freaking watch Thor. Like <laughs> this sounds terrible. And I remember watching it. And like, the, I think the beginning of the movie, you know, it's like it shows the bridge of like yeah. the rainbow. Bro- I'm like, wow, yeah. real, bro. Like, this is really what we're about to be watching. And I was like, but by the end of it, I was like, Oh my god! <laughs> what and have they done? This that is amazing. Was like, that was not even remotely even on the level of what we're getting right now. No, and right. that's and that's the thing nope. is like when I when I walked out of Avengers, I had a completely new appreciation for the entire universe. Like MCU. Like yeah. again, there were times when I was even shitting on Marvel movies. I was like, bro, again yep. the same thing. Like, what the hell? All we get is superhero movies. Seriously, yeah. And at else? the end yeah. of Endgame, I was like, damn, they really, really did something, man. They, they did really, that thing. Really did it. So, yeah. Again, there are you know this is a spoiler-free podcast, but if you have not seen it, go see it. Get your ass off the couch go and go see it. See like, it. By now, you we should are, be able to get a pretty favorable showing time. It's still playing around me, the clock, but please. If anyone understands the difficulty of getting to a movie, it is me, who is a father of a 13-month-old who works you know, 10-hour shifts. Like It's hard to go to a movie. Go to the movie. Like, take three hours out of your day and go. Like It will not only give you appreciation of the MCU, it will give you appreciation of movie making, which I cannot believe I'm even saying that about, about a freaking Marvel Superhero movie. I'm telling like, you, man. We're, we've got this conclusion of a tw- like a 20 year journey, bro. It's the ultimate it's, long game, dude. It's the ultimate it long is. game. And to think, it started with a basically what was considered to be a drug addict actor, and John mm-hmm. Favreau, who was the ultimate fighting champion from Friends. <laughs> yep. They right. are the ones that started this whole thing, man. And to see it come all the way around. It's literally gotta, you got to you got to give props to my man Samuel Jackson who was oh, yeah. also at the time you know kind of like a slip trending towards the back end of his career being yeah. crazy being no dude you called him the wrong name on. you mean Nick Fury Nick Fury yes Nick Fury, Samuel but, Jackson the person though but that we really need to about, thank talking about snakes on a plane here and then he becomes Nick Fury <laughs> you know, the, the person that we really need to thank is the person Me? that yeah, is know, yeah, of dude. course. The person that is uh, responsible for all of the casting, and I can't remember yes. her name off of the top of my head. Uh, hold on, let me look. Uh, Sarah Haley Finn. Sarah Haley Finn. Okay, yes, Miss Finn. Thank you so damn much for all of the casting decisions. Literally, every single one has been perfect. Specifically, in my opinion, the biggest and really the most dangerous and boldest decision of Captain America because Chris Evans had already lived in the MCU as flame on from Fantastic Four. Like they were like, is the audience going to recognize him as the human torch, human torch. And like, Nope, screw it. (laughs) 
and Captain America and Iron Man are the foundational building blocks yeah. of the MCU to this point. And, and I that mean, was you a major casting decision. You cannot, mm-hmm. you cannot really put enough weight on the decision to cast Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man because he is Tony Stark, dude. He is Tony Stark. Dude, he's a rich billionaire playboy genius. Dude. There's Come nobody on. else that could have played that role. And again, no. every single role that they've cast from from that point on has been absolutely perfect. 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 So. Yeah, all Thanks. the way up keep to on, keep on, yeah, keep doing your all, thing. All the way up to Doctor Strange and Black Panther, and yeah, I love Benedict. Come the only, only oh. snafu was the weird Ed Norton yeah. Ruffalo Hulk transition, which no one really knows what happened there. But other than that, like every right. single person, Black Widow, you know, Hawkeye, Thor. I mean, Chris Hemsworth, like dude, <laughs> dude he's, he's Thor. perfect, bro. Yeah. Blonde hair, blue eyes in real life, and then when he has fake long hair on, it still looks lit. Like <laughs> great. He's looks like what you would think Thor would like, look like. Bro, exactly. The, he is the god of thunder. So they did amazing, amazing for that. And that's really what, so. what made the whole thing go. I mean, again, it's a, it's a it's a universe about superheroes, but at the end of the day, it's a universe about, like, the stories are about people. And without right. the quality actors that played the roles, mm-hmm. these movies would have sucked and would have never made it past it. So, yeah. again, it's, can't it's, say enough about not, it. And you can't discount the fact that it's from a comic which has these deep roots with as we said earlier nerds quote unquote like him love these characters and stuff but like to be able to assimilate them to be so perfectly like you think Captain America you think Chris Evans like you know you think Thor you think Chris Hemsworth you you think Robert Downey Jr you think Iron Man like that's pretty impressive to be able to do that right yeah so along with this you know this kind of brought me down a YouTube rabbit hole um and real quick I'm just going to mention it uh for you guys to go check it out it's um this guy named Nandoverse Movies, a channel that I just recently stumbled across. Um, he does video essays about movies, and he put together this playlist called One Marvelous Scene, and it's a bunch of different YouTube creators. Um, some really big ones uh, in this space, you know, again. Um, and they've, they've all are, are analyzing one scene from the entire MCU, and I, re- I mean, I'm telling you, I can't say talk highly enough about this, this playlist, man. I've been watching it nonstop. Um, I'm going to drop the link in the chat, but definitely go check this out because it is fantastic content. And it's you can see it's 69 videos uh, long. But the coolest part about this is if you have a scene that you want to get in and you want it to be on this playlist, make the video, send it to them on Twitter, and they will add it to the playlist no matter how big your channel is. There's some dudes in here that have you know 30 subscribers. So if you want to get in on this, mm-hmm. I encourage it. It's pretty freaking awesome. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it just shows you what the community can be when it's operating properly. But, you know, one thing I have to say, like, to help us perfectly transition, but before I do that, I will say, of course, like I said, we are always spoiler-free, which is, I think this is a funny distinction, though. Like, everyone is very good at, like, I feel like for the most part, except for assholes like LaShawn McCoy, who spoil Endgame for his whole timeline, like, people are pretty good about Endgame spoilers. You know, they're like, they won't say it, but Game of Thrones, people are just like, YOLO. Yeah. Like, let's just post the last scene of the episode on Facebook. But, yeah. I mean, there know, was there was thing... a scene where a guy outside of an Avengers movie got his ass kicked because he spoiled it. So that's, the, you know, it does happen, but it's a lot more rare. Oof. You're right. But yeah, I feel like on social media. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Shady did what now? Yeah, you didn't so, hear this. But yeah, yeah, LaShawn McCoy tweeted out. A very major spoiler, and I won't say it on, on the show. On Friday. No, don't repeat it. No, no, yeah. no. On, on, Friday, on Friday in the middle of the day, bro. Like not, Oh, my God. Not like, you know, sometime this week. It was on Friday, the day it released, at, yeah. like, noon. 
And then less popular, but very relevant to our show, Zach Brown, former middle linebacker for the Redskins, did the same thing on Saturday. Like, oh, you all have had enough time to see it. Like, dude, seriously, the movie's been out for one day for most yeah. people. Like, We're, yeah. we have real if lives. You are, if you were doing that, like, the best thing about that whole situation was what? Matthew Barry, you know, of ESPN Fantasy was like, tweeting out every Shredding. horrible st- statistic he could possibly say about Lash- you know, LaShawn McCoy about why he yeah. should be cut and like they wrote an article about potential cut candidates after the draft and he was number one on there yeah. <laughs> and all this yeah. stuff yeah. backlash oh, been swift terrible, yeah, yeah just, terrible, you're, you're a terrible person if you purposely spoil if you spoil an accident like Damn, that sucks. Like but if you somebody do had purpose. ruined for me Star Wars, bro, like I would cut you out of my life. Like, yeah. that's not cool. So, Don't do that. Which is funny that, like I said, for Game of Thrones, people seem to not care, but maybe it's because it's a TV show, maybe because well, yeah. it's easily like, at home yeah, it's or easy whatever. Accessible, yeah. But the biggest tie in between the two shows, I think, I mean, two movie and show, is the casting in that show is what makes it. Yeah, I opinion. agree. I mean, you know, again, the Game of Thrones stuff, uh, you know, we were early adopters of the Game of Thrones, and I'll take full credit for that. Yeah, um, I'll give you, and I'll give you that credit. I'll but you, uh, credit for what now? I missed that comment. For being early Game adopters of, of Game of Thrones, well, at least for me. I mean, you got it from your dad, B, but yeah. for me, like so, and the show especially. Like I was, man, I was deep in this. So the thing about Game of Thrones, uh, in terms of the casting, is you know, it's a lot different coming from a comic book where they have pictures of what they should look like mm-hmm. to a book where you have to imagine it. And even in my imagination, I still think they did a good job. Yeah, um, I agree. But yeah, you know, the thing job. about this episode and the reason that this week was so heavy is that it was a kind of a culmination of this story arc in game of Thrones with the night King and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. So it was two heavy endings, but even though this isn't the end, but it was still, Two yeah. heavy, heavy moments in pieces of media that we all have spent a long period of time being attached the to. The saddest day of 2019. Dude. It really, man. I'm telling you, it's it's gonna be it's it's up there. I mean, you know, but yeah, it was it was definitely. We a can't lot really go more into process. Game of Thrones. Obviously, if you guys haven't gotten caught up, go check out that last episode. Yeah, we man. are not sponsored at all by HBO Go, but if they're out there, <laughs> hey, what's up, guys? But I'm just yeah. saying, go see Game of Thrones, go see Endgame, yeah. get caught up. And the, I mean, the best way I could describe it is honestly, Game of Thrones. First of all, was basically a movie. This episode, yeah, and yeah. it was one of the yeah. best things I have ever seen put on TV. Just for TV, in front of my eyes, produced dude, just... for TV. Yeah, it was amazing. I mean, Endgame. Again, the scale of it was amazing, but for for a TV thing, this was right. one of the best things I've seen. Well, the the thing, the tweet that I saw that I felt like summed up pretty good is like this is just something different. Like this, there's another category created because of this because it's yeah. just something that we'll never see again. Right. And you can you, there's things to say about the show, and everyone's going to asking me my opinion. I'm like, I'm not going to spoil it, but what I will say is like everything that they wanted to accomplish in the episode, I feel like they did yep. and did very well. It has rightfully been criticized for things about production, sure. You know, which story you can, you can argue both ways. Like yeah. the episode is called "The Long Night," and it's at night. 
they, it should be dark. Watch, I, I'm in if that you camp. watch how they physically shot the the episode, it took eleven weeks. And they shot from seven p.m. till three a.m. Like it was all at night, so it's dark. And the camera can only do so much. So yes, is it a little annoying to be like, man, it's dark? But who's, who's fine? What you're having? I would now? I would yeah. rather it be dark than artificially lit. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I agree. Yeah. And my, at the like I said, like you can complain about that all you want, and it's a justification. Yeah. And I saw t- another tweet that was like. Imagine spending ninety six million dollars on an episode that no one saw. Like, bro, it's not that. I deep. saw like, it and I thought it was right. fucking awesome. Excuse I my friends. I have not had a, I have not had a reaction to a television show and or many very many movies. Yeah. That I had at the end of that like episode that, when I dude. watched it in real life. So, Five minutes in, I'm sitting there with my hands on my head like this, literally. Yes, I was and so, I and I was like that for a majority of the episodes. And so. we're not even talking about the soundtrack, the music. Oh my god, bro! Oh for my real. music, god, the score dude, was going. ridiculous. The the real the oh. real life like FX like not it wasn't very many generated like whether yeah. the, you know all the, the effects you saw in that for the majority of the part were real so like the fires and all that stuff was real fire so very impressive and we won't say much more beyond that because we definitely don't want to spoil it but right it, they accomplished everything they wanted to accomplish but you can they do have room for critique on the production side but the yeah. story of it I think you can't. And the you acting, all of that. Ag- everything else is perfect. Yeah. But, you know, oh. Sorry. Had, it was, if you haven't seen it, please go watch it. Because I, mean, I do think it's a short lease on Game of Thrones spoilers. Like, yeah, yeah. Gets to the point where, like, we'll, yeah, we'll give you until uh, Sunday. I'll say another, yeah, another week. You get a, we'll give you a week in advance. It. Our mom watches the last week's episode before. Yeah, so she's she, a week behind. She can't stay up yeah. too late. So we'll give her a week after that. No, we're, we're going. We're going with the spoilers. That, that's your timestamp. It's the there Karen Chase Game of Thrones timestamp. <laughs> My mom has seen it. You should have seen it by now. If you haven't seen it by the time Karen's seen it, then you just don't care enough to watch it, and you're going to get spoiled. Shout so, out, Mom. Because yeah, she mom. is the timestamp for that. But for sure. yeah, you know, there is. That we have, before we get off, because it's uh, <laughs> yeah, say, before, right? it's been a it's been a loaded episode i know and we appreciate y'all hanging out with us but before we get off i do want to touch on one thing that's coming down the pipeline because it was a big part of our childhood playing sega and i was legitimately shockingly impressed at the new sonic trailer all right so i think we're divided on this because i was not impressed with it um i mean okay in what in what aspect I hate so like I, I hate the way Sonic looks. First of all, I hate. Well, hold on. Weird. Before we go into it, let's just watch the trailer. We'll watch the trailer and then we'll talk about it because I feel like that that's it's better for the chat to in case they haven't seen it because. Okay. There's, uh, what the? I do like the ring. One second in, already talking about how he likes it. Gotta go fast. Twenty minutes ago, an energy surge knocked down power across the entire Pacific Northwest. This needs someone who can figure out exactly what we're going to see in theaters. Thank you, suggestion. We have no choice. You just need to lose your mind in a I fun little movie. Here. Yes, I am. Nope. Mm-hmm. That's it for I'm me. Wrong. Especially because there's my man right there, dude. 
In a sequentially ranked hierarchy based on level of critical importance, the disparity between us is too vast to quantify. Agent Stump. Stump. The doctor thinks you're basic. Listen, mean, Jerry Redman. I'm sorry, Major. What was I your name? Benny. Nobody cares. SFPD. Uh, meow. Nobody cares. Oh, come on. Okay, pal, I want answers. Basically, it looks like yeah. I'm going to have to save your planet. Oh, is that all you got? No, but thank you for asking. Uh-oh. Whatever this creature is, our job is to secure it, neutralize it, See what makes it tick. Look at Good this. cast for Dr. Bodnick. Genesis. I like how they dropped that in there. Yep. How much longer? I can't breathe in here. Do you have your child in that bag? <clears throat> no. I mean, yes, it's a child, but it's not mine. It's not your child. It smells like body spray in an old ham sandwich. Okay, so there's. I, I after watching it again, I think my is my main issue with it is I don't understand, first of all, I don't understand that song choice for the trailer. That kind of rubs me the wrong way. Oh, but yeah, because that's really relevant to the plot. Okay. I understand. I understand. Strike I'm talking about I'm talking about why I'm skeptical, okay? Okay. The look of Sonic the Hedgehog oh, is completely is completely incorrect. That. The look of Sonic the Hedgehog, it looks like a deformed <laughs> something. I don't know. It looks ridiculous. Um, there's a picture. I wish I had How's it. it uh, so I could sh- I'll, I'll, tw- I'll send it to you guys after we get off. Of somebody that corrected it and made it look like how he should look with skinnier legs, a bigger head, smaller body, where he looks like he should look. Um, and I just, I don't know. I just feel like the fact that Jim Carrey's in it is a, is a very redeeming quality for it. And I will say that. But it just seems unnecessary. Um, and I, the whole look of Sonic is what bothers me. I just, I can't get past it. Okay, so when you're looking at creating a movie... And you're talking about a video game that is a 2D game that's sideways, first of all. So the real imagination of what he should look like for the first from the front facing is brand new. But ultimately, what's gonna sell stuffed animals? A cute looking little hedgehog that is cartoon. That's what I'm saying. Or... I, I still think the, the regular is better. The the original is better. Nah, I don't know, dude. Like to I'm me I'm gonna try and find this picture so I can this is it. something that is they're taking a game that doesn't even really have a story. Have a storyline. Movie out of it. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's it. I mean, so, that's the thing, and that's that's the other part of it is that what's you know we don't really know what to expect. All right, I'm sending you this picture so you can look at it. How it like a looks. coin as a portal. Like, yeah, I, I mean, thought yeah. that was a pretty clever way to use coins, implement coins into the movie. Yeah, I don't know. I just. You're not going to have them running around collecting coins. I'm less than enthused. Final yeah. boss fight is going to be Jim Carrey floating around floating in the around sky. around, and he has to jump up and hit him three times, dude. Come on. Three times yeah. in the dome. You know, like, yeah. He hits the checkpoint, so... and he goes to the chemical plant. Come on. So, yeah, I okay, I see what you're saying as far as the way this character looks. If he looked but... like that, I would be way, way more into it. Honestly, but... I just... 
Oh, yeah. Okay, like this dude movie. made this little Photoshop picture. Like, do you know what it goes into making a fully animated character? No, but I feel like, like the that? guy on the I feel like the guy on the right is a lot easier than the guy on the left. Well, no disrespect to you, but I feel like the people that make this movie who make millions of dollars to produce a film know a little bit more than you who looks at a picture on your phone. We've been proven so many times with video game movies that they don't know what they're talking about. This is my this is my whole point. I'm not, that, I'm not I'm not talking about like what the character should look like. I'm talking about the functionality of how. But it see, makes this that's indicative of the poor quality that I feel this movie is going to be. It's going it, for me. What it looks like when you see that first thing of how Sonic looks with the human teeth and looks trying to trying to look normalized. It throws it to. This is going to be another Super Mario Brothers from the '80s, where they, there's a no. bunch of people who don't know anything about video games don't understand what it is, and they're trying to bank off of a property because it has nostalgic value. That's that's what I feel like this is going to be. But do you know what this is? This is a movie that someone who is like me, you know, who's a, a 30, 40-year-old person who right. has a kid who is having to go see these movies that they really don't want to go see, and they're like, well, let's go, Dad, let's go see this blue movie with the cartoon. He's like, oh, yeah, I used to play Sonic. Okay, that's the draw for the adult, but the kid is, they don't know who Sonic the Hedgehog is as a video game character. Yeah, that's a good point. This is this is something, they don't, they don't know what that is. Yeah. This is brand new to them. Yeah, you're right, you're right, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I'm, I guess I'm overly critical because we grew up playing it, so that's... Yeah, and if that's... You're not their audience. Sorry, yeah. shoot. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, but that's, that's the thing their is, biggest with, problem is with that Gangsta's Paradise the, playing in the trailer, it certainly seems like I'm the target audience. You know what I'm saying? This, you're the target because you're the one who's going to have to pay for your kid to go see it. You're not the one who's going to want dad to buy you the pajamas. And the, right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You don't really want to go see it. and all that. It's just, you don't really want yeah, to go, but you're it. okay with going because it is a Sonic movie and they have <clears throat> nostalgic music. But yeah, at you. the end of the day, like you're not the target audience for the movie. Some little kid is who's never even seen a freaking Sega Genesis. That's a good point. Point well they made. They just know that it's a it's a little pop a chalk dropping the <laughs> dropping the different perspective. Because that's that's what, what it is. What is a Sega Genesis? Yeah, they know, don't man. they don't even know what that is, dude. What is it to, to them? They grew up in a world without Shenmue, man, and it's sad. To, to their to them, their early gen is freaking Xbox, like the or yeah, maybe 360. PS2. It's like uh, they don't yeah, know what a Sega is. And yeah, so to 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 blend it enough to where at least where my tweet exactly was, I don't hate this. Yeah, that's, I don't hate it. Okay, that's fair enough. Well, yeah, when I see it, I don't go. This is the worst freaking thing I've ever seen in my life. Like. I don't hate it. So to me, the body image of what Sonic is doesn't really make or break what that means. I think they were smart to get Jim Carrey because only he's the only crazy asshole that could pull Dr. Robotnik off. off. Yeah. To make a character that has no story, but still make you feel like you kind of know the story. Yeah. Like you don't really know a story, but there is a story. I don't know. It's really weird. Well, I mean, Sonic, Sonic always kind of loosely, I mean, there, there is a basic plot like, you know, Dr. Robot, I mean, and they're going to explain it, but again, my, I I guess you're, you know, I didn't think of it in your perspective for me, from my, from my perspective, like I said, when I saw the way Sonic looked, I thought that this was just going to be another cash grab where they disrespect the property and they're just trying to use it to make money. I didn't think that. And I'm excited to go see it. They make this movie not for, Shoot, who's 32 years old to be like, oh, yes, I'm going to go see Sonic because I played it on the Sega Genesis. Hey, I said I was excited to go I know, see but it. You are the, you're the outlier. 
is what I'm saying. They don't make it for you. They make it for the 10-year-old kid who likes Pixar-type movies and has funny little comedy that they kind of pseudo-understand, but not really music that they may have heard their dad listen to one time or something. And the dad's like, yeah, I guess I'll go check this out because I did play Sonic, so at least I got that. It's like almost the same thing that we went to go see Ninja Turtles in theaters. Yeah, it's true. We went to go see it because It's kind of an afterthought, yeah. Ninja Turtles, dude. Yeah, so... Okay, fair enough. Point taken. Will I rush out to go see it? No. Will no, I watch yeah. it when it's on Netflix? Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I'm not spending any money on it, but yeah, I'll, uh, so, I'll red box it or whatever. Yeah, but it's, 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 let me put it this way. It's worthy enough to be discussed on the pod. There you That's go. It's newsworthy, baby. That's your standard. If we're talking about it, it's something. It's so. something, because we only talk about sure. things that are something. And... We will always have things to talk about, which is why we want you to come back, guys. We do appreciate you hanging out with us. But next week, it's, especially for the next four weeks, it's going to be an escalating you know, glass case of emotions like our boy Ron Burgundy, yeah. which is going to be even harder because we're not going to try to talk about it too much, but we have to talk about it. Yeah. We got Game of Thrones and Minicam for Redskins is starting soon. You know, we got a lot of things. Baseball will start picking up a little bit too. We got sports. Gaming and entertainment on the Real Talk Gaming and Sports Podcast. That's right. Definitely appreciate y'all hanging out with us tonight. Thanks. Have a good night, everybody. Good night, y'all. folks uh again thank you so much for hanging out with us watching the show lurking out there participating in 